Good morning, brothers and sisters. I am just Joe, no title, and I'm so glad that you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today. And today is a celebration that our Lord and Savior is in heaven, sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Amen. Amen. And today, before we get into the Word, I want to share an experience that I had when I was in high school. I broke my ankle playing football and the ankle was broken in three places. And so when we went in the operating room and they were cranking on it, trying to straighten it, they were unable to fix it. I had to be in the hospital for another 24 hours until a team of doctors could figure out how to fix it. And they ultimately put a screw in it and fixed it. But for that 24 hours, they were not giving me anything for the pain. And I was praying earnestly to God continually for those 24 hours. And it brought me closer to God. And brothers and sisters, when we go through trials, that's what it is. So we can be closer to God. Amen. Amen. And so I didn't realize it at the time, but I have come to realize that I was being chastened. And what had happened was, I'm ashamed to tell you this story, but it's a testimony and it needs to be heard so you understand why God chastened me so severely. I did something really terrible. I was at a party, a high school party, and a young man drove up in a brand new Cadillac. It was probably his dad's car. And he got out of the car to show his, his friends his new car and they're, they're looking at the car admiring it and there's this young lady I'd never seen her before I said do you want to go for a ride she says yeah I go let's go and she jumps in the passenger side I jump in the driver's side because the young man had left the keys in it with it running so we took off driving down E Street it's a street where back then a lot of kids would cruise the street I came back to the party and I parked the car in the alley the police came, they came and talked to me, but they didn't do anything, thank God. But it was a terrible thing to do. And I got chased him for it. You know, that's not Christ-like, and I was a Christian at the time, but I wasn't living like a Christian, was I? No, and I needed to be chastened, and it brought me closer to God. So we need to remember that when he chastens us, because he says he only chastens the ones he loves, and if you haven't been chastened, he says you're not his. Amen? Amen. And so today, the message is, all things happen for a reason. And so if you brought your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 12. To lay the stage, what happens in chapter 11 is King David uh, looks out his window and he sees a beautiful young lady bathing on a rooftop. And... He inquires about her, and it happens to be someone's wife named Uriah, who's fighting in a war for Israel. And so he summons the young lady to come to his home, and he has sex with her. And then later he finds out that she is pregnant. And so David calls the captain, Joab, and he says, bring Uriah home. And so he brings him home and he feeds him and he tells him to go to your home. Make love to your wife. 
But Uriah doesn't. He's a righteous young man. And he says, how can I eat food and drink when my relatives are out fighting a war, living in tents in the fields and go into my wife when that is happening? He says, I won't do it. So then David sends him back and he sends a letter to Joab carried by Uriah. And he's telling Joab to send Uriah to the front lines and then to retreat so he would be killed. And this does not please God. Not at all. Amen. Amen. And so God sends a prophet named Nathan to go and talk to David. And we'll pick it up in verse 13. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blasphemy, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. And Nathan departed to his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and laid all night on the ground. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. So brothers and sisters, God will chasten some people by taking their children. Another instance that we know in the Bible that he chased in someone is the king of Egypt when he would not release the Israelites from their bondage. He killed all the firstborn, including the king of Egypt's son. So this happens. All things happen for a reason. And God is the only one that knows the reason. So if somebody loses a child, no one is to look at that person and say, oh, well, they did something wrong because they may not but they might have. And we need to examine ourselves always. Whenever we have physical pain and suffering or emotional suffering, such as David's having here, we need to examine ourselves. What did we do? Did we do something? You see, God is not partial. The king of Egypt was evil. He wasn't a believer in God. He took his child. David was a believer in God, worshiped God but he still took his son. You understand? God has no partiality. And God does what he wants, and he's a just God. If you're sitting here thinking, I'm a terrible person, there's a story in the Bible about a woman caught in the act of adultery. And they asked Jesus, Jesus, Moses said that we are to stone a woman caught in adultery. What do you say? And Jesus looked around and said, he who has no sin, throw the first stone. Well, one by one, they all walked away. Because they knew that they were guilty of sin too. So sit down and think about yourself. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. No one is perfect and walked there perfect except for Jesus. And he died for our sins in advance 
If you're alive today, he did that before you were even born. And he died for the sins that you're going to commit and have committed. So praise God. Praise Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So all things happen for a reason and only God knows the reason. So never point the finger at someone and say, well, you did something wrong like Job's friends did to him. Yet Job was the most righteous person on the planet at the time. But God decided to test him. And he can do that. Amen? Amen. The second passage we will look at is found in the book of Hebrew, chapter 12. And we'll start reading in verse 5. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and he scourges every son whom he loves. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So brothers and sisters, we are chastened to shape us up so that we can stay in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And first Peter 417, it reads, for the time has come for judgment to begin in the household of God. Second Corinthians five, it reads, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So brothers and sisters, we're all going to be judged. The word of God says you will be judged by every idle word that you have spoken. He also goes on to say, if the righteous are scarcely saved, where will the ungodly go? So brothers and sisters, we must keep our faith and practice righteousness. He puts us through these tests and trials and he chastens us to bring us closer to him. And when I'm in the hospital, I prayed continually to take the pain away and it brought me closer to him. And that's why we have trials to bring us closer to God. Amen. Amen. And we must finish that test with flying colors. And so brothers and sisters, when we're going through the trial, we need to trust in the Lord that he will get us through that trial and he will. And we will finish the test with flying colors. Amen. Amen. And that means we never get angry with God. We look at ourselves and say, what did we do? And then make the proper changes and corrections to please God and do his will. Amen. Amen. So today's a new day and tomorrow's going to get better. So keep pressing forward for that upward call. And always remember to take Christ as your master, your teacher, your example. Believe his doctrine and obey him and all will be well with you. Amen. Amen.